Welcome to Talos Takes, the security podcast for everyone from the C-suite to the front lines. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talos Takes. Uh, I am joined once again by Nick Biasini. Nick, I'm actually joining you from a Cisco office, which is just kind of weird to say, because when we started this, I feel like we were always uh, talking about how this was our work from home edition. And now uh, you're working from home still, but uh, I'm in the office at least for a little bit for now. Yeah, I'm I'm joining you from the same old spot in the same old place that I've been for the last couple (laughs) of years. (laughs) So we're going to take a, a couple of minutes today. I wanted to talk to you about the new executive order that President Biden signed. As we're recording this, he signed it last week. And there's quite a few layers to this executive order. I'm going to be linking to the show notes, like the full language of it and the White House press release about it so that if folks aren't familiar, they can familiarize themselves with it. But the part that we want to focus on is the fact that President Biden in this executive order is directing the federal government and the central banks to look at cryptocurrency a little bit closely. And mostly for people, this is a good thing. If you're using cryptocurrency or online currency for legitimate means, it's a, it's a net positive. But there's certainly an angle to look at it from the point of view of actors who are using cryptocurrency in malicious ways or using it for their ransomware activities. So I just kind of want to start out by asking you, like, we write about this all the time, but, you know, give me a quick overview about how threat actors are using cryptocurrency to, one, to meet their end goals, and then two, also to fund their activities. So there's kind of two broad categories that I see related to cryptocurrency and criminals. Uh, One is related to payment for other activities. So this is what you see commonly out of the ransomware cartels and the various types of attacks where they're looking for cryptocurrency as a means of payment. Uh, That's a way for them to get large sums of money uh, in a quasi-anonymous way. The other way that we commonly see Bitcoin or various other cryptocurrencies is related to scamming activity. Uh, this could include, you know, tricking people to give away their their information or figuring out ways to get people to invest in things that they shouldn't or various other scams around ways to force people to exit their whatever their crypto wallet or empty their crypto wallets. Generally, this legislation is positive in a lot of ways for that. What we're starting to see more and more of is cryptocurrency being brought more into the mainstream financial transactions. So there are a huge amount of regulations that are on things like stocks and banking institutions around the ways that you need to handle accounts. Uh, You'll hear a lot of stuff around KYC, which is know your customer. A lot of what Biden is proposing in this executive order is to try and remove some of that anonymity that kind of lends itself to illicit behavior. Yeah, this is something we actually just wrote about this week. We posted a new blog about the ongoing situation in Ukraine, and one of the things that we flagged in our post that went up Monday morning was that people are sending out spam emails saying that they're, you know, raising money to help the people in Ukraine or, you know, serving as some sort of nonprofit entity or whatever, and then they're just pointing people to their own personal crypto wallets, basically. So that's just another example of like a way that people are are using this maliciously, uh, and it, then it's just like you said, harder to track that at the end versus mm-hmm. like if I was to wire money to somebody's bank account or something like that. 
Yep. A lot of it has to do with being able to track who owns the wallets and what they're doing with it. I mean, you can see in a lot of the instances where people are getting arrested related to cryptocurrency activity, it's largely around them trying to convert it to fiat currency because that's where they are exposing their identities, where they're able to get arrested. And that's one of the reasons why they're focused so heavily on it. To combat that, what are some ways that the government might be able to kind of track this stuff a little bit more. I, I know there have been several arrests of like ransomware actors for their involvement. So that's certainly one way. Uh, Azim and I talked about that in a previous episode. So there's, there's kind of a, a two-way track for this as well, because you also should include the stuff, not just cryptocurrencies, but the the whole NFT landscape that's also based on this type of logic. There's a lot of potential scams and things in that space that will need to be addressed as well. A lot of it is going to be through various types of regulation. Most of it, though, is underpinned by the removal of anonymity. <laughs> I mean, that that's kind of where we're at with this. If you want to prevent people from doing illegal things, you have to make it easier to identify the people behind the wallets. And that that's a lot of this is kind of driving in that space. The other thing that I happened to notice in the executive order as I was reading about it, um, and who knows where this will ever go, because with executive orders, it's always like, okay, we need to study X, and then that's like five year, five or six years down the road and potentially a whole new administration or whatever, is the, the creation of a digital dollar, which to me, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, because I could just see all the different ways in which threat actors could capitalize on that or start throwing all sorts of stuff into the air. Like, that's the last thing we need is another thing being digitized and part of the internet. Yeah, I kind of take a slightly different approach to that. I I actually look at it as more of an indication that cryptocurrency and associated technologies are here to stay. It's almost like an admission Mm -hmm. that, hey, this stuff isn't going away. We need to start looking at it more seriously, hence the push for more regulation, hence the look at something like a digital currency, because in the future, maybe you don't have as much physical currency and things live in more of a digital space than they do today. But like you said, it's really forward looking and we have no idea. I mean, I'm sure in the next week or two, we'll see scammers launching scams around it because that's what scammers do. We couldn't have predicted that NFTs would have been a thing like two years ago, so... Yeah, exactly. And that 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 area is one of the areas where we're seeing a big need for regulation as well. There's a huge amount of scam activity and wave trades and all these things that were common historically in the stock market, but have since been outlawed are all largely going on in the open in the NFT landscape. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking a couple of minutes, Nick, to talk to me about this. Uh, fun chatting with you as always. Yep. Thanks for having me, John. <laughs>